How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Thursday, July the 8th. Hey, folks, hope you're having a tremendous one. And I've got two things to tell you about today, but they're both pretty beefy, so let's jump into it. First things first, we have a report from Bloomberg, which was later confirmed by Ubisoft, that Assassin's Creed is currently undergoing a new project, which is internally referred to as Assassin's Creed Infinity, which aims to, quote, create a massive online platform that evolves over time, end quote. So where most Assassin's Creed games will just take place in a specific setting, like Assassin's Creed Odyssey was ancient Greece, Assassin's Creed Infinity is going to have multiple settings, which can then be expanded over time, much more of a live service type thing. Now, the details about all of this are still very much up in the air that's in pre-production, years and years away from it coming out. But I do still think this is pretty fascinating, because it seems like they're trying to do, like, a Halo Master Chief collection with this kind of thing, where they would still release a bunch of Assassin's Creed games, but you'd be able to access it all under one portal. That's what it sounds like. And it's an interesting strategy, especially for a game that is usually yearly premium releases. Now, if we peek behind the curtain a little bit, another interesting thing that's happening is the company is combining some of their studios. Traditionally, Assassin's Creed was developed by Ubisoft Montreal and Ubisoft Quebec, alternating years. And they decided for Infinity that they're going to shove these studios together and collaborate. Unfortunately, according to Bloomberg, this doesn't seem like it's going to be all that smooth. There has historically been rivalries between these studios, which, quote, has at times turned acrimonious, end quote. More importantly, though, is that after the reorganization of these studios, it has become clear that there are still a number of people within the studio in prominent positions who have been accused of sexual misconduct. There were widespread allegations that happened at Ubisoft around this time last year, and the fact that they're still around and still in senior positions has apparently created a, even more complaints now that the dust has settled a little bit. And of course, justifiably so. Ubisoft did come out and say, hey, everybody who was accused was, quote, rigorously reviewed by a third party and were either exonerated or underwent appropriate disciplinary actions, end quote. But of course, that's what a company is going to say, right? All of that being said, I think that Assassin's Creed Infinity probably isn't all that surprising, right? More and more studios are wanting to move towards a live service type thing. But it also raises a good question, like, is this something that they're a little late on? By the time that it's out, are we going to be looking at games a little bit differently? And will there just be a new type of video game that they're going to want to make? Who knows? You know, we won't know until we get there. Either way, I'm interested to see what they do with it. Monster Hunter Stories 2 is going to be releasing this Friday. July the 9th, and the review embargo has lifted. Now, let me tell you a little bit about the game. Monster Hunter Stories is a bit of a spin-off series of the mainline Monster Hunter games, except instead of hunting monsters, you are making friends with them. You breed them, you hatch their eggs, you fly on them, and overall, it's just a little bit more feel-good. It has a more cartoony vibe, a more Pokemon-like vibe, and all in all, critics were pretty happy with this game. It doesn't stray too much farther from the first Monster Hunter story, which came out on the 3DS, and you don't have to have played that first game, so you can jump right into stories too. Critics enjoyed the collecting and fighting of monsters in battle, the animations of the monsters were praised, and instead of real-time combat, it is turn-based combat with a 
rock-paper-scissors-like system, except the complexity of battle comes from things like weapon types and resistances and part-breaking. I did see a few criticisms that once you figure out the pattern of a given monster, then fighting those monsters again isn't as exciting, but there are a lot of monsters to fight, so the variety is there. I should also note that one critic specifically pointed out that the Switch version of the game had pretty bad frame rates and performance compared to the PC version, so maybe exercise caution if you were going to buy it there. I'll wrap it up with Eurogamer's conclusion, quote, The story may be nothing to write home about, but not everyone likes the original Monster Hunter gameplay, and those people may well find what they're looking for here. I know I did. MHS2 is a warm and kind game with fun character design, engaging voice acting, and some beautiful vistas. And even when things got grindy, I wanted to keep going to meet new monsties and visit friends old and new. End quote. So there you go. Feel free to check the game out. My friends, that's all the time I've got. Thank you so much for being here. I'll be back with the news tomorrow, as I always am. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Hey, how you doing? Pretty interesting, this this stuff with Assassin's Creed. I think, um, I don't know, Assassin's Creed's always been in a, in a really weird spot, I think, where it gets a lot of critical acclaim, a lot of people really loving the games, especially the, the more recent ones, but also a lot of people recognizing that it's like the typical Ubisoft game, you know, climbing towers, that's, that's where it started, was Assassin's Creed, the meme of that. And, you know, the games are super long, the side quests are typically not all that involved, or they just feel like boring fetch quests or whatever. It feels like every time I hear about Assassin's Creed, there's always a caveat, you know? Oh yeah, it's a fantastic game and everything, but also there's a ton of stuff in there that I don't like about it. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, I, I mean, I don't have an opinion on it, because the last Assassin's Creed I played was Black Flag, which I know a lot of people love, it's a lot of people's favorites, that one. And I'm sure I'll get around to Origins and Odyssey one day, but... Anyway, they're they're taking this highly successful franchise. I mean, I think this is their most, or I should say their their biggest moneymaker in the company, and they're turning it into live service. I've got to imagine for them that that is both, like, exciting, because the possibilities of making a lot of money are huge, but it's also got to be terrifying. Like, if this is actually just going to be a live service game, that's a major change. And if it doesn't go well, like, they just screwed something up on their biggest franchise. Now, if they're all if they're going the Master Chief Collection route where they just have a portal of Assassin's Creed games and then they just kind of keep doing the same thing they're doing, but with a little bit more connections and collaboration, then maybe it's less risky. But I mean, this is like this works for them. What they're doing works and people are enjoying it and they're making a lot of money off of it. So, I mean, Valhalla, the most recent release was its biggest earner ever. It outperformed all of their targets for Assassin's Creed. I think, I should say, in modern times. I think it's, like, just below Assassin's Creed 3 or something like that. But, anyway. Oh, okay, I just checked the Wikipedia, so, yeah, I was right. Valhalla sold more copies during its first week of release than any other Assassin's Creed game. But I don't know what the tale was on that. Either way, they're they're making a big move, and we'll see how it gets pulled off. Other than that, I don't know, what's going on? I'm playing more of The Last of Us Remastered. Still pretty good. Still understand why a lot of people really love it. We'll see how I feel about it, you know, with some more time. It's actually interesting because, you know, I haven't played a whole lot of these big budget mainstream games 
you know, I tend to play the roguelikes and the card battlers and the indie games. I mean, if you were to list some of the biggest games of all time, it's more likely than not that I haven't played it, let alone the PlayStation exclusives, which I've never even been able to taste before. So I'm going to be curious to see how I feel about these games at the end, because I'm having a great time with the game right now because of its pacing. There's always something new going on. It's constant story. Even the the walking between combat zones feels like there's a story being played out. There, and there's just always something keeping my attention. And if games like Spider-Man and God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn... I mean, I know all of those games are going to feel very different, probably. For different reasons, they, they have been successful. And I don't know, I'll, again, I'll just... I'll be curious to see how I feel about those games. And maybe I'm going to learn a little bit more about what I like to play. You know, I'm playing uh, Final Fantasy X right now as well, and there's a couple things I'm learning about it. First of all, I'm willing to look past a repetitive combat system if the story is worth it and the characters are worth it, but I also have no appeal whatsoever for an outdated save system. There was this one boss I was having trouble with, and I had to watch the same cutscene three times because the save happened before those cutscenes. I know that's kind of an outdated concept now. I don't think we have that issue as much. I mean, Returnal had something like that, but anyway, that ended up being a pretty major pet peeve for me. Okay, folks, uh, I think I'm out of time. Hope you're well. Take care of yourself. Talk to you tomorrow.